Hello and welcome to the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, today we've got some Canadian content. We really need more of this on the podcast. Sam Cornett has come on. Uh, she's currently number 31 in the world and has had a, a great run of uh, tournaments the last uh, few months or so, uh, especially on the Challenger Series Tour. Um, two, uh, sorry, three finals, two wins, one loss, and a quarterfinal appearance in her last one in Monte Carlo where she had a great uh, great battle, losing uh, 11-9 in the fifth to Laura Macero. Uh, so uh, no harm there, uh, very good uh, good result. And um, I, she qualified for the World Championships with a win in Sarnia, the Sun Water Memorial, the, the, same, uh, the same tournament that uh, Shah Jahan Khan also qualified uh, for the World Champs in Chicago. So um, Sam comes on and we have a great chat uh, about all sorts of things, coaching her game. Uh, we talk a little bit about her father who uh, sadly uh, passed in 2017 and um, we also talk about her current coach and uh, Martin Heath as well, uh, his impact on Squash Canada as the elite, uh, running the elite squash program, the high uh, performance squash program I should say. So I know you're going to enjoy this one. Again, uh, Sam came on uh, back in April, I believe, just before uh, the Commonwealth Games, or maybe she was even at the Games when we spoke. I think she was uh, just before a match against Nicole David over there. Uh, and she comes on again, and I uh, really enjoyed uh, this one. So I know you're going to. Uh, Sam Cornett. Uh, well, welcome to uh, episode 63 of the podcast, and uh, In Squash podcast, and we're very lucky to have back on today uh, the current world number uh, 31 and number 24 in the race to Dubai uh, standing. She's reached uh, number 28 in the world in 2014, three-time Canadian national champion, and uh, she's really tearing it up on the Challenger Tour of late, uh, having won uh, recently the Simon uh, Warner, I think it was, uh, the Prostate Cancer Open, where she then qualified for the, the uh, world championships in Chicago. Uh, Sam Cornett's my guest. Sam, thanks for uh, coming back on. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I think the last time we spoke, as I, as I just said a, a second ago, was in uh, uh, you were in Australia at the Commonwealth Games. I think just before your your match, which was a pretty close one with uh, Nicole David. Uh, I remember there was yeah. some, there there were a few ambulances and things going by, so it was quite a uh, quite the atmosphere uh, at at the time. Yeah, it was a busy place, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, uh, you've uh, since then, uh, I, I guess, uh, since your last event, which was in uh, December, I think it was December 7th, you've had a, a bit of time away from the game. Uh, I guess that would have been in Monte Carlo, right? Your last event? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so have you, uh, what have you been, been up to? I guess you had a, a little bit of a break and then uh, back on the, on the court after uh, some Christmas pudding? Yeah, you got it. Um, my mom and I went to Venice for a couple of days after playing in Monaco. And then um, I came back and actually went and tried something a little different and coached at the U.S. Junior Open with our okay. Ontario provincial team. Okay. And that was, so that was nice and like very different to my usual schedule and uh, definitely not active for me, so it was a, a nice break. And how did, how did you enjoy that, uh, the coaching side of things? Um, it was very interesting. It, there were a lot of kids, and 
uh, I really enjoyed watching them all compete. And it was a real challenge for me, like uh, not only trying to get the best out of them, but also logistically, like had to had to be very organized. And I'm I'm very like pretty organized in my own personal stuff, but uh, it was uh, a new kind of challenge to make sure I could catch all the matches and didn't screw up <laughs> and miss anything. Right, right. I guess it's sort of I'm going to ask you about her later, but your your coach was uh, also. I get you're still you're not even 28 yet, but she was quite young uh, when she started coaching as well. Uh, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Demora. Right, right. So she yeah. sort of uh, went that road at a at a young age as well, didn't she? And she was quite yeah. a, a good player, uh, as I as I know. Yeah, she. Um, I think she won intercollegiates. She played for Penn, and then uh, tried her hand. I think. I mean, I don't even know if she would say this if you asked her. Well, she wouldn't say anything probably if you asked her, but. Uh, <laughs> she uh, tried her hand at like singles pro and then I think she started coaching and she went doubles pro and she was world champion at, at doubles. So Okay. So she played on, the, cool. in, on that uh, North American uh, double circuit for a bit, did she? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, after, the co- after the coaching stint uh, at the juniors, I guess you would have uh, got, you would have had to have gotten back on court. Uh, have you played uh anything competitively uh i guess league matches or anything like that or just uh yeah. back in the training um it, it is tricky over christmas because everyone's kind of all over the place um so i did a lot of solos and a lot of ghosting over christmas as i like bounced between toronto and ottawa and then um came back to toronto got into a bit of training and then this weekend i got to play like the perfect warm-up tournament uh exhibition event in bronxville new york oh cool okay uh, got to play three solid matches so that'll prep me nicely for next week and who all, who all played in that one uh, with you that was myself uh Nayeli hernandez uh marina stefanoni and liv blatchford oh good oh great so so some tough matches there leading up to uh i got uh, tournament the champions coming up is that yeah i play friday friday okay this friday yeah. This week. Okay. And how how are you feeling? I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, you had. Uh, I mean, you. Uh, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but you had a, a really good uh, run of tournaments there in the Challenger uh, series. So uh, I guess you're sort of uh, riding on a bit of momentum there, aren't you? Yeah, it felt good to 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 play lots and lots of matches. Like obviously, the more you win, the more you play. So I'm glad to have so many experiences under my belt the first half of the season yeah yeah now uh now you're you're back to number i get number 31 in the rankings which is almost as high as you've ever been uh i guess back when you were 24 maybe 24 years old you were you got to 28 in the world so you're not that far off um What's, uh, have you made any changes in your game since uh i guess even since the commonwealth games uh that have that's led you to, to this good run of form? Uh, or is it just, a, a, I guess, a purple patch, as they, they like to say across the pond? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's a combination of things. But um, I guess as you get older, I mean, it's not just age, but with like getting older, I think you get a little more life experience and it puts everything into a bit of perspective. So um, I... It's a combination of like caring less and also caring more in like such a different way from before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it, it just feels it, it feels really good for me to be on court right now so that's about it yeah yeah um so would you say like uh, you won your your first national title when you were the canadian national title when you were 22 uh would you say your game is uh i, I guess you'd say it's better now or is it it's just different I doubt I would want to watch myself play at 22 uh, if there was any video footage. <laughs> why, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure my swing was like everywhere. and I mean, it probably still is. But um, No, you, you look very smooth out there. You look very... <laughs> okay. Very, I'm sure, like, I'm relative to my... my watch game. yourself, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I've improved a lot. Um <clears throat> it's really hard to say I don't I think I've improved more in the in the gritty kind of wanting to win part of my game um and then Mm. I think like some small odds and ends have also improved like my precision has gone up um most days not every day but uh yeah yeah. um little things like that I think have have definitely changed well you've uh I'm just I'll go over your results in the challenger uh, tour events you've got to uh, uh, three finals, two of which you've won. And the, the most recent one was a quarterfinal, losing out to um, Laura Macero in, a, I think it was 11-9 in the fifth. Um, so really awesome results on that Challenger Tour. What is it, maybe, that, that's a new initiative that, that just started this year uh, by the PSA. Is there anything uh, different or special about that tour that's uh, – you know, bringing the best out of you, or is is it something about uh, that that you like that, in terms of the way they're administrating uh, administering the, the events, or? Um. So in terms of the like, it was kind of a rebranding, I guess you could say. And mm-hmm. um, to be honest, like as we play the tournament, um, a lot of them are recurring tournaments, right? So the uh, vibe is the same. There's a new sticker on the tin. Um, okay. And That's I think a, that would be the, like I, the challenger to reflect the challenger tour. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the idea is to kind of rebrand, promote things in a slightly different way, like the world tour and the challenger tour. Um, they've created, you know, like media streams for both. Um, and I think they're trying to give more exposure to that, the challenger tour and, and they're doing a good job, especially lately. I've noticed a lot of media around it and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I've had uh, Shah Jahan Khan on, on the podcast as well. He, you and he mm-hmm. both uh, qualified for the, for the world championships uh, with your mm-hmm. wins in, uh, in Sarnia and uh, he's just a young fella and he seems like he's uh, he's going in the right direction and has the right attitude. Uh, and yeah. you, uh, you came along uh, and won that uh, challenger qualifier as well. What did that mean to you to to win that event and qualify uh, for Chicago, knowing that you'd have a spot uh, in the draw? Um, very satisfying for me, um, and it was a really nice tournament to not just play but also win. Like the people there are so so keen on squash, and it was yeah. just a fun crowd to play for and. Um, and hang out with in between matches and stuff. So it was... Um, it was in uh, Sarnia, right? Yeah, Sarnia. Yeah. yeah, they have a glass court, like beautiful setup. Um, yeah, they took care of us so, so well. So it was a, a really great experience for me. Yeah, Gar- uh, I remember way back when I was in juniors, uh, I forget what year it was, uh, could have been 1986 or something, but uh, in Sarnia and uh, 
they they hosted the Canadian Juniors one year, and that was uh, that's mm. of course Gary Waite's uh, hometown, and I guess he yeah. would have had a lot to do. I, I, w- I would imagine even before that, Sarnia was a bit of a hotbed for squash, but he would have a lot to do with the uh, just the excitement of of the game in that part of uh, in Hungary. that region. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's. I'm sure maybe you've seen, but he started a whole junior tour. Um, oh, I can't remember exactly like what the you know the title of the tournaments are, but it's basically like the Gary Waite Junior Tour. Oh, great! Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw a little of, bit about that, but uh, how how do you yeah. know much about it? How how is that uh, going? That they're very like beginner tournaments, and they're totally for fun, um, oh, cool. which I think is okay. Great, uh, a great concept i'm pretty sure or like beginner or you know like very young not super intense yet you know so they're, they're fun events people like going to them yeah the uh, i mean that's what squash needs uh for juniors as well um, it's it's not just a, about winning and and uh playing at a and at an elite level is it all the time right exactly now um in your last uh tour event uh, as i mentioned earlier you it was in Monte Carlo, so that must have been awesome to just just to play there. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, my mom came. We had a great time. We saw everything. Uh, the The people that run the tournament are awesome, and they showed us around too. So, a hundred percent great tournament. That's great. And uh, you had uh, what was almost a, a very big upset. Although I think you've, I might be wrong here, but I think you've had some close matches with Laura in the past. Uh, so you're obviously very close to, you know, to her and to others in, that are in the top 10, top 20 in the world. So how did you feel at the end of that match? You must have been disappointed, but then upon reflection, maybe uh, some, you, you took something out of it. What would have uh, that been? Um, yeah, I mean, as you say, close. Um, I really was impressed with her like I learned from her the way she steps forward you know at the at nine all um she I mean she looked nervous through the games and stuff but then at that at those moments she stepped forward even like even despite feeling the way she probably was feeling uh so that's a lesson for me to take away and honestly that's something that that's probably you know something that you don't have as much experience as she does obviously in those big yeah. matches in those big points at the, in the yeah. you know big stage. Uh, but having been there just now and learned from that, that might help you going forward. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to, to just rise above your fear a little bit. And I think that's what, uh, that's what I took away from that. Yeah. I get sure. what, like in terms of rising above your fear, you mean just sort of you know, sticking to, uh, what got you to nine all or, uh, or yeah. maybe doing something exactly. a, little, a little more. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, when you get to nine all you like personally, I, you can, you can hope that something happens to them and, and yes, like something might, like they might make a mistake or something, but it's not, uh, it's not really taking control of the situation. And, and that's, what she did she forward and took as much control as she could right you can't control yeah. everything but if you step forward you're at least being proactive and you're not uh you're not just waiting around the back of the court like i was so <laughs> yeah i was really I, I got to see laura play at the super series final in in dubai nice. uh 
last summer. And she's, uh, as you know, she's very, very professional on court, all business. And, uh, and uh, I'm sure probably in the, the shoe goes on the, the other foot when you, when you play matches in the Canadian nationals against uh, up and coming juniors, that the same thing might, might happen, wouldn't it? To, to them mm, against yeah. you. Yeah. Um, there's all the different levels of it. So, um, yeah. Now I was, uh, mentioned, um, earlier, I, I want to look back a little bit, uh, at your, your upbringing, uh, in terms of your squash. Now I know, uh, sorry to hear about what happened to your father a few years ago. Um, he passed away and well, he, uh, a cycling accident, I believe. And he, yeah. uh, he introduced you uh, to the game, didn't he? Um, what was his impact on your game and uh, how much, uh, I know he really loved the game of squash. So what did he mean yeah. to you in terms of your, your squash and growing up uh, playing the game? Um, well, yeah, him, him and my mom played in university and, um, he so was when a I chemistry up, professor, is that right? Uh, he was a lot of things. Um, <laughs> in the end, yeah, he was a professor, um, geology, physics, yeah, like env basically environmental science. Um, okay. yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he, we, we, we lived in a little town and there happened to be squash courts. Um, so uh, that was, that was where my sister and I started playing with uh, my parents and like the odd, you know, a couple other kids, like friends of my parents and the odd coach kind of passed through town, which was cool. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I would say my dad coached me up, well, like dad and mom coached me up until I was about nine. And then we started to make like, trips into ottawa from deep that's river that's when you were still playing ice hockey right yeah yeah, ice yeah hockey, I, I, I remember i remember you used to play uh, in, on the last podcast you mentioned something uh, you yeah know, your ice hockey career yeah yeah he was my hockey coach right through to the, oh, really? okay. to the bitter end yeah okay um yeah uh so basically coached me for a while and then um, tried to coach me while I was a teenager. I feel bad for him having to go through that experience. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, finally, I grew up. I wish I'd grown up sooner, but uh, I grew up. I grew up in time, anyways. I uh, I'm so glad I matured, you know, before he passed away, and we got to actually. He, he didn't have to deal with just my teenage hormones forever. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> What, so, what was he like as a squash player? I, I mean, from, I, I read a little uh, piece on him, and it sounded like he was quite a quite a good good player, uh, humble, uh, I guess in a way. Uh, so he humble, like definitely for sure humble, but it's not the first word that would come to mind. He was okay. uh, <laughs> absolutely like just in everything he ever did, tried so hard and worked so hard. Um, so. There were ample swear words on court, especially playing me. Oh, great. Um, okay. Yeah, very colorful. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? He, he, I think, so rumor has it that he was better uh, at squash before I beat him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he spread that rumor. Yeah. Okay. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he would have been like an A player in Ottawa, so probably like right. a B player in Toronto. Right. Um, but yeah, he was That's pretty a good. good. Standard. He was yeah. yeah, he biked like 40k every day to and from work, and uh, then went straight onto court. 
much to my chagrin in his uh, bike shorts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's a super fit guy, like, and just yeah. love sports, love competing, love like trying his hardest. So is that something uh, maybe that uh, influenced uh, or had an impact on, on uh, your makeup uh, as a squash player? For sure, yeah. I think I have. I mean, you, like you, a appear, bit of, you, you seem to be quite fit yourself, so. Yeah, I don't think I have like the the endless energy that he does, but that's definitely something that I've I've taken from him. Um, is that I, you have more energy than you think you do, and right. being tired is like I mean, unless you're really tired, you're probably not tired, you know. What about the f bombs? Do you do you throw a few f bombs when you're out on on tour on the court? Um, I think I don't think I've ever. Hmm, I've never thrown them far. I mean, if it, no. if, it, if it's come it's out, it's been you know, like pretty quiet, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not as I, I never really enjoyed listening to that from him, but I appreciated like that. It wasn't at me. It was just uh, <laughs> yeah. his choices. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not as commonplace now anyways, is it? You don't really hear uh, that much. No, no, there, you can't afford to, right? Cause no. you can't afford any of those conduct strokes or anything do you get uh, do you get uh financial uh do you get fined for for doing that on, on the tour i'm pretty sure you would and like if if someone if a ref gave you a conduct stroke for sure you'd get like i'm pretty sure a fine um like a, le- a warning letter or something or? yeah it might depend if, if it's a to be honest i'm not sure because i haven't well, give it a try get to see what happens next Next yeah, time. you know, we'll we'll have another chat in a couple months, and I'll fill you in on all my conduct strokes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, don't do that. Um, um, now, uh, also, I wanted to ask you uh, about your coach. I mentioned it before Jessica Demor- Demoro, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's a four-time uh, All-American, a, a great squash player in her own right. Uh, just wanted to uh, ask you when did when you first started working uh, with her, and uh, what has she done uh, to help uh, elevate your game over the last few years, over the last uh, the last year, I guess even. Um. So, to be honest, over the last so we started working together um, when I first moved to Toronto from Ottawa when I finished high school, so two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she gave me a job. She she had been my junior national coach, uh, and we'd gone to a few events together uh, with me on the team. And so came to Toronto. She gave me a job at the squash club that she coach, coaches at. And uh, I think I asked her to start coach. Like, she kind of was informally helping me. And then Squash Canada was like, you need a coach. So I <laughs> asked her if she would be mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely I'm so grateful that she said yes, because I mean, it's no small task, right? We don't get on court all the time, but uh, she's happy to help me whenever I ask. And, and her insight is very, very valuable. So it's been a long time that we've been working together. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. 10 over 10 years or? Yeah, I, like if you include all the junior national team stuff since 2006. Oh. It's a pretty long time. Yeah, that is. Thirteen years. Uh, so she knows. She knows your game, and she knows, uh, you know, mm-hmm. how to get you, uh, how to motivate you, and what, what totally. you to do yeah. to uh, to get it to the next level. Yeah. 
Now, I think the last time we spoke, um, Martin Heath was just announced as Canada's uh, high performance director. Have you, uh, and I get the other girls as well, uh, and guys, have you uh, spent much time with him uh, since he took on that role? I know he yeah. the Nationals and uh, he made a, an immediate uh, sort of impact, I guess, then. Uh, yeah. What, what, what's your... Yeah. Uh, communication and and in, uh, how's he uh, impacted things so far till now yeah he's been really good uh with all of us he well i guess especially those of us that live in toronto because his family is here in toronto um okay. so he's he's back here quite often from he's usually in rochester right with the right. university um so we've been lucky to to have sessions with him reasonably often Mm. Uh, it's trickier okay. through the season, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, he's he did a a camp with us, like a just a two day kind of Kickstarter camp uh, in January, the start of January. That was so recently, but it feels like a while ago. Um, right. Yeah, and I think in the summer we had a bunch of sessions. Um, and yeah, he's he's super organized. He's his theories are so sound, like they make a lot of sense to me and. I think to the rest of the, the squad. Um, so he's a, an amazing addition. Yeah. So you'd say that that was a good, uh, good investment uh, in terms of squash Canada, uh, bringing him on board, uh, <clears throat> something that, that, uh, that was needed. Yeah, definitely a really, really good decision. Yeah. That's great. Now, um, a few months back I had on uh, Paul uh, Asciante. He, he was on my, my mm -hmm. podcast. We had a nice chat. And one of the things uh, we were talking about college squash and his uh, role in the U.S. national team. And one of the things he mentioned uh, at the time was how uh, sort of how much he's looking forward to uh, the Pan Am games coming up, in particular the, the matchup between Canada and, and, uh, and the U.S., they have, uh, I mean, Canada now has, uh, I think, three girls inside the top uh, 40, yourself, Holly, Naughton, and uh, Danielle Letourneau. And then the, I guess yeah. the U.S. have uh, two inside the top 20 and three yeah. more inside the top 60. So, you mm -hmm. know, you do the math, it, it looks like it's fairly, you know, it could be a very, very exciting uh, match if you guys end up uh, playing, which I'm yeah. probably will. Uh, are you looking forward to I that one? So. Yeah, it's going to be a really tough match. Um, it always is, you know, and so it's nothing new. I've, I've seen it many, many times, but I think all of us are really, uh, I think we're all kind of similar age. I'm probably the oldest. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're not that old, though. You're, you're only 28. You're not even 28, so you're still young. I'm not 28. But but if you asked me if twenty eight was old when I was twenty, I would have said yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think everyone's kind of like you know getting gaining more experience, so the matches will get closer and closer, and yeah, I think it'll be really exciting. Well, they've got a. I mean, it's going to be a tough task for both teams, but uh, I think missing from from the U.S. the top players there, obviously it's Amanda and Olivia, but Amanda's sister seems to be. Uh, playing quite well as uh, Sabrina. Is really well. Yeah, so That's right, I, mean, yeah. I mean, her rankings are a little bit deceiving, I would think. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, I played her at Pan Am Champs this past summer, and she played so well, yeah. Yeah, so that, that'll, be, that'll be an interesting match. So good luck. That's in, uh, in August. End I think. of July. End of July in, per in Lima. Have you, play have yeah. you played in uh, Peru before? 
Yeah, my last Pan Am Junior Champs was there, so I got to see a little bit of it. Okay, so they're they're producing. They they've produced one of the top players on the men's side now. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I got there. now. Uh, lately, I, uh, I I see you're on Twitter, and I really appreciate uh, the the likes of, of the podcast. Sometimes, mm-hmm. Samantha, thank you so much for that. Um, of course, one of your sponsors is uh, Controlled T. Or used to be. I'm not sure if they're still sponsoring yep. you or not. But uh, they always retweet my uh, my podcast. So a big shout out to uh, Control T. To Jeff. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that who it is? Because that's what that's yeah. what my question is. Uh, they've been great to uh, to the In Squash podcast and to you. So mutual uh, shout out to 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 Jeff, I guess. So tell us a little yep. bit about uh, Control the T. I know they're they're an online squash maybe uh, tennis uh, outlet. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. They've got um, kind of all the stuff that you really want, you know? Mm-hmm. So like all the, the, the right ASICs and well, I'm an ASICs person. So, and, and I yeah, think I just got all the squash shoes, ASICs. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah. So he, he provides me with shoes, which is amazing because I rip through them. Um, so he's very, very generous. He's awesome. Um, and he's also a big squash nerd too. Like he loves playing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, of course he's listened to all your podcasts. I'm sure. Yeah. He's awesome. And, uh, yeah, big shout out to Jeff and, uh, control the T sponsor to, uh, Sam, uh, on the tour. Yeah. Now, uh, now Sam, you've been great with your time. I just have, uh, one more question for you. Do you, do you play uh, any hockey uh, these days? Are you playing much or, uh, just watching and, uh, uh, who, I, who do you support? Uh, I actually got to play some shinny over the holidays, which was awesome, but it's super dangerous because if you, like, I I was like, oh God, I've broken my wrist for sure trying to hit a slap shot. And uh, I didn't, thank God, but uh, (laughs) it's not a good idea for me to play hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Was that, that that was non-contact or was it contact? Oh, that was very non-contact. That was me and my brother-in-law just absolutely messing around trying to... (laughs) to hit one decent shot trying so hard right. yeah. um yeah sense fan for sure sense fan oh, okay yeah. yeah yeah i'm a more of a penguins fan being from uh, nova scotia you know who uh all right hails Fair. from nova scotia there uh sydney crosby right so he is the man he's the man did you see what he did um the other day there were i think i forget it might have been in philadelphia or new york and there were a bunch of uh fans chirping at him the whole game so instead of uh, getting all upset with them, he signed a hockey stick, wrote something, you know, thanks uh, for, for the motivation uh, during the game, <laughs> and gave the guys a stick. Passed it over the boards. Yeah, oh. that's awesome. Man. That's what a, a guy. Yeah. So classy and also cheeky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, Sam, uh, I just want to wish you, uh, I know you've got the uh, tournament champions world uh, and the world championships uh, coming up. I want to wish you all the best and uh, hopefully we can do this again uh, before the Pan Am uh, games, maybe even. That would be awesome, Jerry. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Sam, and have a great, great day and, and all the best. Yeah, all the best to you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Sam, for for coming on, uh, and that was a really good chat. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I only just realized uh, now, having looked at the uh, tournament of champions draw after uh, after the interview, that she's playing uh, Danielle Latorno in the first round. Two Canadians uh, having to fight it out for uh, 
to get through to the next round of the, the TOC. So uh, that's unfortunate, I guess, but it uh, should be a great match. Uh, the two of them have uh, had several uh, great battles over the years, so this would just uh, add to that. And uh, uh, what a not a better uh, venue than the Tournament of Champions to play it in. So um, good luck to both of them. And uh, again, thanks, Sam, to coming on uh, for coming on to the podcast. Uh, speaking of the Tournament of Champions, uh, some uh, sad news. Uh, as many of you probably already know, uh, Rami Ashorp uh, withdrew from the tournament. Uh, this is, uh, again, uh, becoming uh, commonplace uh, these days, unfortunately. Um, and it looks less and less likely um, that he's going to, to play again, but we hope that that's not true. Um, you know, on the heels of what's happened with um, Andy Murray, I hate to make that com- comparison because he just uh, basically announced his retirement after Wimbledon due to the pain in his uh, hip. And, uh, you know, Rami, uh, arguably, uh, you know, definitely in the conversation amongst the greatest players of all time, really suffering with, I think now it's a knee, knee injury. So uh, we'll see how this year plays out. Hopefully, you know, he finds it, uh, finds his way back on court. Let's really hope so. But, uh, you know, uh, it seems to be coming less and less likely. But looking at the tournament itself, uh, some really uh, interesting, intriguing uh, first-round matchups. If you look at, on the men's side, uh, one that, that stood out to me was the, uh, of course, the return of Marwan uh, El-Sharbagi. Uh, and he doesn't get it doesn't get any tougher than his first round match Diego Elias in the first round so that's going to be interesting and several uh, other ones uh, as well in the first round uh, one that sticks out here is um, Matthew Castanet and George Parker that'll be a good first round match Lucas Serum and Declan James Lucas had been playing well at the end of last season and Declan been playing very well so that'll be that'll be a real cracker and um, Todd Harrod, he uh, will have a, the, the hometown, the home crowd behind him against uh, Sin Fung Yip of Hong Kong, who's playing great squash as well. So on that side, I already mentioned on the women's side, the two Canadians, uh, Danielle and Sam, uh, uh, having to play and the winner having to play uh, the number one player uh, from America. So it's sort of the, the top two Canadians uh, fighting, uh, fighting it out, and then having to play the number one American. So uh, lots to play for there. A border, little border skirmish uh, in the second round. Uh, Holly Naughton from Canada as well, playing Emily Whitlock. I think uh, that'll be a, that'll be a good encounter as well. The winner to play uh, Allison Waters. So uh, lots to look forward to there uh, on both the men's and women's uh, side, starting on Friday. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm sure uh, you know Squash TV. Um, might even have some free uh, first-round matches going up uh, on YouTube and, and Facebook. Uh, I'm not sure of that, but uh, uh, if not, then uh, break out your uh, Squash t- uh, TV subscription. Anyways, uh, we've got an- uh, another uh, few good episodes upcoming, so stay tuned for those. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening, and enjoy the, the Tournament of Champions this week. Have a great day. Goodbye now.